The federal government is consistently trying to crack down on First Amendment free speech rights. Congress is holding hearings to discuss how that's infiltrated your own big tech social media usage. Hate crimes legislation passes inside the South Carolina House of Representatives and FLOTUS and the Secretary of State celebrate International Women's Day by giving a women's award to a man. Is that all? We're not shocked by any of that. More today on the Palmetto Family wow. Matters Show. And welcome into the strongest, fastest-growing conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you for another great edition. If you missed the conversation with Tulsi Gabbard earlier this week, Congresswoman, former Go back and listen Tulsi to Gabbard. it, watch it. It's all over social media. It it's wherever you get your podcasts, uh, your talk shows. See, there you we're go. still working through that. Working through it. Uh, wherever you get that stuff, you've got to go back and uh, listen to it. Justin did an outstanding job. Appreciate and that. Tulsi's just so listenable. I mean, it, it, it's a great conversation, and it's truly conversational. It's easy excellent. to ask questions excellent. Yeah. For, for, a, for, a, for a woman who answers. And she gets your sense so, of humor, which is very helpful. Which is rare yeah like she might be in an he audience no of three of or humor. four uh. <laughs> she might be in an audience of three or four yeah you could by the way see her in person on saturday march 18th nice if you're watching this on friday thank you good segue we're only eight days away from the vision 24 forum on saturday march 18th at the north charleston convention center down in north charleston tickets are still available but you're going to need to get them before the Ask. event Please uh, do so. I mean, you can hey, buy them at the door if you should want. We, should we go ahead and give them the promo code now? or keep, right. it, keep it in your pocket. All right. There's a promo code coming at the end of the podcast, and that does not mean that you scroll to the end and listen for the promo code. Oh, it means that you listen do. through and then get the promo code at the end. So we'll wait on the promo code. But for now, we can tell you that along with Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, we have, let's see, deep breath in Senators John Kennedy, Lindsey Graham, and Tim Scott joining us along with Senators Marsha Blackburn. We have Governor Asa Hutchinson, Governor Ambassador, Ambassador Nikki Haley, businessman Vivek Ramaswamy. And, and that I may not believe, be all. I believe that's all for now. For now. I, I believe that's eight. Uh, and we look forward to seeing all of you. If we anybody's name off, we deeply I'm, apologize. I'm so sorry. Please don't send me an email telling me you're not going to be there. Uh, but we look forward to having all of you there on Saturday, March 18th. It's going to be a fun day. Doors open at noon. Show starts at 1, and it'll wrap up tidily at 4. Five o'clock. And a lot of people are like, why are you doing this? Why in the middle of March? March the 18th. What's the big deal? We know that the road to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is paved through the state of South Carolina. We've gotten 10 out of the last 11 primaries correct. Mm -hmm. And we have to be proactive instead of reactive. Mitch, what do you mean by that? I mean that so many times we're caught off guard. We're rocked on our heels. And we're not quite sure what to say and how to say it and what we're supposed to we need to be proactive with the conservative message. Sure. We need to make sure that those that are coming to South Carolina and they're coming to South Carolina already. We are mm -hmm. in campaign mode for 2024 in the presidential election. They're coming to South Carolina. We're looking at you and we believe that your voice, your conservative values, your family values sure. must be heard. So we're being proactive and telling these people, these men and women who are running for, or maybe not running for, but could be running for, we're not... Explore Exploring the exploring. A couple have announced. Sure. A couple have announced that they're running for president. Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy. They need to know what South Carolinians believe. One of them has a pretty good idea. Are they pretty good idea? Uh, <laughs> she was governor for a while uh, and, and a good governor at that. Yeah. They need to know what the issues sure. are 
boy, it feels like I've said this and we've said this before. They need to know what the issues are, why, what, they, why, why they, they matter, matter, what the Bible says, and what in the world you as South Carolinians, as conservatives, as people of faith can do about that. So Vision 24, March 18th, next Saturday, if you're listening to this on Monday, Saturday, you got to get your tickets. They're going fast. We you can, want you to be in North Charleston. You can miss. You can miss one week, one day of March Madness to come to this. And you is can March miss, Madness going on? You can miss St. Pat's in five points just one time. Yeah, right? you can. And don't go there anyways. Don't go there anyway. Don't go there anyway. Come the to Vision Twenty Four. Wonderful. Yeah. Whoop you yeah. do. All right. So plenty Speaking of values. Plenty of things to get to uh, on the show today. We'll try to keep you uh, locked in tightly here for the next couple of minutes. Let's start in Washington D.C. This from Fox News. Um, that, yeah. Yeah, that was They're the investigating alert. the Twitter files link. Remember when we all knew what Twitter was doing, but we couldn't really prove it yeah. because the algorithm was hidden Guess and we what? didn't know what was going on? Elon Musk decided, I'm going to spend $44 billion <laughs> and expose rip the off everything. The rip the Band-Aid, the galls, all of it. It's gone. And so Matt Taibbi has been the reporter and the journalist. He's not really a journalist, though, is he? That's what they've said. Um <laughs> So they said, you know, this so-called journalist, Matt Taibbi, has been releasing Twitter files. In fact, Representative Sylvia Garcia, who is about as useful as a at a uh, as a doorstop in a building that hasn't finished construction yet, uh, was accused of, worked well, that through could that, be useful. that was could be accused useful. of badgering journalist Matt Taibbi into revealing a source on Thursday during a heated House Heated. Judiciary Committee All hearing right. on the Twitter files, but the reporter wouldn't budge. I can't give it to you, unfortunately, uh, Taibbi said, as the phone rings. That could be someone calling in someone's for the Vision Someone's calling about forum. Vision 24. So what you're going to do is you're going to ignore the phone call, as I'm going to have to right now, and I apologize to the person who's calling. Maybe it's you who's calling, <laughs> but we're going to continue on. I can't give it to you, Taibbi says, unfortunately, because this is a question of sourcing, and I'm a journalist. I don't reveal my sources. Garcia said it's not about the source, but rather chronology. He says, no, it's a question of sources. The Democrat from Texas continued, quote, you earlier said that someone had sent you through the Internet some message about whether or not you would be interested in some information, Garcia said. Yes, and I referred to that person as a source. Garcia asked, so you're not going to tell us when Musk first approached you? Again, Congresswoman, you're asking a journalist to reveal a source. Garcia asked if he considered Musk to be the direct source, but Taibbi was not amused. Now you're trying to get me to say that he is the source. I can't answer your question. Garcia said the only logical conclusion is that Musk is a source, but Taibbi told her she was, quote, free to conclude whatever she wants. And Garcia said you can't have it both ways when Jim Jordan intervened. Jim Jordan responds he can. He's a journalist, causing other members of the panel to bicker. Here's the problem, Mitch. And I talked about this with Congresswoman Gabbard uh, earlier this week. The simple fact of the matter is those who are running the country right now feel like and truly, truly believe that they can tell you and me and you what to think and how to think. Absolutely. And anything other than that is wrong. See Tucker Carlson and the January 6th tapes right now. Well, Chuck Schumer from yeah. the Senate floor is saying this is the most despicable hour of television, and I'm calling on Rupert Murdoch to silence his employee. Wow. So thought control? Mind oh, co- yeah. uh, you, you, the thought police are out. They're, they're telling you what you can and can't think, let alone what you can and can't say, which we're getting to in just a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, the First Amendment under assault, and the 
First Amendment, not just the the opportunity or the right to gather, assemble, the right to speech. It's the right. freedom of the press. It is the freedom for those journalists to do their job. And and you and I have had a little bit of contact with the press over time. And there are times when we're off the record and we're talking about things in a in a in a very casual I've been asked and, off the record things a lot sure, lately. A casual and friendly conversation sure. where we're just talking. And there are times when you're on the record. Now, generally when you're on the record, there is a question toward the end or maybe even the beginning of that conversation where is it, it's something along the lines of is this an attributable source? In other words, can I cite you as the one who told me this information? Correct. There are times when it's a, a source within the White House said, and there are other times when it's Corinne Jean-Pierre said this. If it's an attributable source, then that source wants to be known. Right. There are other times when either it's a whistleblower, it's someone who's in fear for their life, employment, their well-being, they don't want to be known. And so very clearly, that is an undisclosed or an off-limits uh, source. It's, it's very clear. So for a congresswoman we assume to determine that she will try to bully out of a, a journalist, yes. whether he's a journalist or not. And he is a journalist. He's written several New York Times bestsellers. Absolutely. He's widely been published across many circles and was recognized by Democrats as recently as four or five years ago. And 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 I, I don't know the rules of this committee. I don't know if he's under subpoena power. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it, it's awfully concerning to me that she's trying to badger or bully sure. a source out of a journalist. Sure. Well, I think exactly at some point there has to be, listen, I, I get it. Okay, you've got a source. You can't tell us who that is. And, and maybe we do a little more of an investigation ourselves. I don't know, but bullying but on really the stand it's not, is not... But here's the no, problem that we get back good. to, is this has nothing to do with the source or how True. Mr. Taibbi got the information. It's to do with the information. Yes. And they didn't want the information out. We are now seeing a peeling back of the layer that shows just how intricately woven our federal government is involved in the daily affairs of American citizens. And this is multi-layered. I mentioned as we hope everything's <laughs> Man, okay noises in downtown right. Columbia today. This is this goes deeper, y'all. And and I'm going to pull the veil back on this a little bit because Tucker Carlson is is dealing with forty something thousand hours of tape from January sixth that we had not a been lot. privy to before. All, not only that, but remember when the Nord Stream pipeline exploded and everyone was like, "Wow, that was weird." Now our our government and NATO says, "Well, that was a pro-Ukrainian group." Of who? Hmm. Of who? Who? Because blowing up a, a vital piece of infrastructure like that, that services a NATO ally's entire economy, hello Germany, that's an act of war. Yeah, yeah. And so what, we're, what, what I'm saying is, is that either we're saying our intel departments and our intel sources are too inept to know what's going on, or they do know what's going on and they're not telling us. And then we get to this point where it appears, it appears that the efforts of journalists to do actual journalism work and not journalisming, which is two very different things, <laughs> yeah. it's being clamped down on by those in charge because they don't want the information getting out. That is a problem. Well, and I'll say this. There are times when, as a matter of national security, That's certain different. state secrets or information about certain events, sure. whether they're acts of war or not, 
there are certain times when, as Winston Churchill said, truths must be guarded by a bodyguard of lies. And and I'm not saying it's okay for people to tell lies. Sometimes we should it's have best a, for people. We should have a podcast that talks the, about the Christian response to that. That's a good that's a good idea. Maybe that'll come to you soon. I, I I'll say this. There are times when no information is good information. I'll agree with that. In order to guard state secrets or national security, there are times when it is best for the public as a whole, not to know something. There are times sure, for that. Sure. And there are times when it comes to transparency, uh-huh. clarity, it, it's important for the public, sure. American citizens, to know what's going on. And it, it takes a wise person, a wise person, to differentiate between those two. And that's why we count on leadership to be wise, there seems not to be, to be a, experts, to be wise. There seems to be a lack of wisdom and leadership in our country right if now. If you ask for it, God said he'll give it to you abundantly. That's that's true. Solomon Anyways. did. How Solomon? That yeah. worked out for him. Let's try well. that on. Well, huh. well, again, that's probably a different conversation for yeah, a different day uh, the life we, of we Solomon. We just went off the rails for a second. But that's okay. Let's, so that's the attack on the First Amendment. It continues. We're continuing yeah. to guard that. I've written multiple pieces here at Palmetto Family about the importance of words and the importance of language and what it means for a functioning society. Speaking of functioning societies, we go a little bit closer to home. We go right across the street to the sand pit. Not the sand pit, the sandbox. My apologies. This from the Post and Courier. I want to thank Alexander Thompson for writing this piece. Headline, SC House passes hate crimes bill again, leaving focus now on Senate. The South Carolina House of Representatives passed its bipartisan hate crimes bill on March the 8th, advancing legislation long sought by State House Democrats. Now, wait a second. I know what you're thinking. What was the vote count, Justin? I'm glad you asked. The House passed the Clementa Pinckney hate crimes bill by a vote of 84 to 31. Which clearly means it was bipartisan. Had to be because there aren't 84 Democrats in the South Carolina House. Most of its Republicans, including much of the House GOP leadership, also supported the legislation, as did the state's civil rights organizations and business community. There are two states in the United States of America without a hate crimes law. That is... Virginia? Nope. Wyoming and South Carolina. Interesting. The only two. Wyoming and South Carolina. I'm sorry I had to correct you on that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, Wyoming and South Carolina are the only two. Now, 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 I'm just going to be, again, I don't want certain representatives who got a little fiery on the floor to come yell at me. But I just have this to say about this legislation, and Mitch is following this much more closely as I was in Israel for 10 days and missed, like, all of the debate. Um, I think all crimes are probably because someone hates something. And we, we have to be careful that we don't imply more guilt upon a person because of their thought process. Yeah, and this is a very sensitive subject, and and I I think it is it's fraught. With it's sensitivity. important for us as believers, as Christians, to enter into this space carefully, and yet concisely, uh, carefully in the sense that we want to be graceful, and yet concisely in that we want to be bearers of the light and truth. It's important for us once again to be proactive instead of reactive. What you see before you with the current hate crimes legislation, as it is written, is 
primarily and strictly for the criminal code of South Carolina, violent crimes more specifically. Right. And so as we look at this, it, it this current bill has nothing to do with First Amendment rights on its face. But it is important for us to understand that if certain language is not removed from the bill, and yes, the Bostock language was removed from the bill, which is employment language, if other language isn't removed from the bill, then it would be the first time in South Carolina code that I'm aware of. And if you know that gender and sexual orientation are in other places in the SC code, please email me. You can email email at palmettofamily.org. I'd love to see that. This would be, as far as I understand, the first time that in SC code we would put the definition for gender and sexual orientation into practice. And yes, we were able to, and, and thank you to uh, the House of Representatives for moving the errant Bostock language as employment language from crim what would be criminal code. Thank you. We, we're, and we're grateful for that. We've got to make sure that we are protecting those citizens of South Carolina across, and by the way, I, I believe that all citizens all citizens have the right to be protected. All. Mm -hmm. No citizen. Let me be heard clearly. And if you're going to quote me, quote me correctly. Let me be very clear. All citizens, regardless of their race, color, creed, all citizens deserve to be protected from violent crimes. Period. I believe that's Full the stop. point of the law. Yes, that is the point of the law. Okay. The concern sure. is within the definitions what could eventually potentially come from this. We believe at Palmetto Family that all people should be protected from violent it's, it's it's very clear. I don't understand how the, you can have a misconception though and I understand this this situation is fraught with sensitivities and I get yes. it. And the name of the bill tells me all I need to know about how to get the bill passed and I get that and I respect it. However, there is law on the books right now that if you, I mean, hello, everyone remember what just happened a couple weeks ago? If you kill somebody, you will go to trial and you will have to prove your innocence or disprove your guilt, depending on how right. you want to frame it. You are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law and the jury has to find you guilty beyond any reasonable doubt. All of that has to happen. But then that law, but that law doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't take into account if you kill somebody. It doesn't matter whether you killed them because they're white or black or you transgender or gay. And it was wrong. You killed somebody. It's wrong. God's law says, "Do not murder." He didn't say, "Do not murder." And you'll have a little bit more fire in hell if the person was transgender or gay. That's not there, and it's never been there. Yes, because uh, all life is valuable, and 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 I think we've got to be careful here because this uh, there's so many ways that this this uh, law if yeah. if passed this and it did pass the house. It's I have my now, doubts about the Senate. So, well, and we'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll we see where about. the Senate is on this. Um, I think I think we've got to be careful what power we give to whom. If Correct. this if this if this law 
lies solely in the hands of the, the solicitor or prosecutor to enact or to press those charges. Um, I don't know that we've seen any uh, rogue solicitors recently. Um, I've seen a, maybe a Netflix and Hulu documentary. Maybe. Um, about that. I think we've got to be careful how we distribute the authority for such a we, bill as this. How do we lay out justice? So, so and, and once again, let me be heard very clearly. We must protect all people from violent crimes in South Carolina. Oh. That's very clear. Oh, so I'm just going to close with this because, again, I'm not trying to make this very tongue-in-cheek, and I'm trying to be serious here, and I'm trying to be sensitive to the, to the audience's uh, preferences. Um, perhaps, is there anything in this hate crimes legislation that talks about uh, killing babies? There actually was an amendment brought up on that. I think it was Representative Magnuson. That amendment was tabled. Um, uh, that would protect Wait, children in utero. I'm confused. Well, maybe that's a topic for another day. <laughs> you know, I was listening. I was, I was actually, I actually watched a clip from comedian Bill Burr. Oh boy! Which it, okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. So, but but Chris Rock had his. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're all off the rails now. No, all these comedians are saying the same thing. He said, and yes. I'm gonna have to clean it up for you in the audience. Yes. He said, um, I've always been pro-choice. It's your body. You can do whatever you want with it. But you need to know. We understand that abortion's killing a baby, right? And like, you need to understand you are killing a baby. And Chris Rock says, "When I pay for an abortion, I expect a dead baby." Yeah. That's and now and that was a bad joke, oh, terrible joke. Yeah. We're peeling the layer back <sighs> to which Bill wow. Burr says. To which Bill Burr says, and in a little different tone, he goes, "Because it's the same thing like this." And I, he says, "I know what people are going to say. Well, it's not a baby yet. He, okay, I'm going to pour some flour and some sugar and some milk, and I'm going to make a batter, and I'm going to put it in the oven." And then you come along five minutes later and you take that bowl out of the oven and you throw it across the room. And I say, what are you doing that for? That was going to be my birthday cake. And you said, well, it wasn't your birthday cake yet. I'm like, well, now it can't be my birthday cake because you ruined it. All lives must be protected in South Carolina. Do you see where we're going here? Okay. Now, this has nothing to do with the previous topic, but it is still local. Uh, In case you missed it. Local and national. And international. Four four South Carolina natives were killed by the drug cartels in Mexico, to which, by the way, the cartel cartel said, sorry. Well, they were like, "Uh, you know, hey. They were rogue. bad. Yeah. The bad guys in the cartel did this, not the... Good, the good guys. Yeah, a Mexican gang. This is via the state newspaper. Thank you to Lynn Riddle for writing this story. A Mexican gang has turned over to authorities members believed to be responsible for kidnapping four, four South Carolinians, two of whom were shot to death, and they have apologized for the violence. The men were found dead and tied up inside a vehicle on Thursday. The AP obtained a letter through a uh, Tamaulipas state law enforcement official purported to be from the Scorpions faction of the Gulf Cartel that said, quote, we have decided to turn over those who were directly involved and responsible in the events and who at all times acted under their own decision-making and lack of discipline. The letter also said the members disobeyed the cartel's rules because the Scorpion faction of the Gulf Cartel includes this, quote, they respect the life and well-being of the innocent. Uh, I can honestly say that they probably, well, if they do that, then they have a leg up on the majority of the Democratic Party when it comes to abortion. Um, two South Carolina residents, Shaid Woodard and Zendel Brown, were killed last Friday in the shooting. Two others were taken hostage, Latavia Washington, McGee of Myrtle Beach, and Eric Williams of North Carolina. Again, this is kind of a wrap-up of that story that was happening last week where these people were missing. Again, four South Carolina natives um, killed 
in this yeah, yeah. kidnapping. And it's a tragic, in this abduction. tragic situation, and we need to pray for their families. Yes, um, I, I think it's important that we, uh, once again, uh, what happens around the nation and even the globe sometimes hits very close to home at times. And I think it's extremely important for us as South Carolinians to pay attention to these issues, to know what they are, and then to ask God to to intervene on behalf of their families, give those families comfort during this time. And, and not to jump into the, the state side of this too quickly, but also to give clarity to our government on what it means to keep a secure border. Because a lot of this cartel activity that's right at the border, I mean, it's within a stone's throw of our southern border. It's important for our government to make sure that that border is as secure as possible so our friends, our neighbors, our South Carolinians, let alone anybody from the other 49 or however many other 56, whatever states there are, are protected because they are citizens of a government that protects them. Well, and one of the ways that you protect your citizens is by securing your borders, whether it's the northern, the southern, if it's your shipping ports, if it's your airports, if it's your spaceports from aliens. I don't know. That seems that seems awfully racist. Whatever. Walls are bad. uh, However you do it. Um, you protect your citizens, and I think it is uh, paramount importance for and 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 I'm not I'm not even looking solely at President Biden or Vice President Harris or I'm saying our government officials from the top to the bottom and and some are working to do this, but others have turned a deaf ear and a blind eye to a border that's as porous as Swiss cheese. On my Cuban sandwich, and I love I Swiss love cheese. Cuban oh, sandwich! But it's awful. It's terrible. Yeah. And we have got to, as American citizens, hold our government officials accountable. Sure. For what's happening at the southern border. Absolutely. Well, the southern border seems to be important. By the way, that would make those four South Carolinians. There was a fifth United States citizen in Israel while I was there. Wow. He was attending a friend's wedding or going there to attend a friend's wedding. He was shot and killed wow. in Israel. So that makes at least mm. five internationally that I've seen in the, in, last, the last couple of weeks. in the last couple of weeks. But I think more important than any of those things, Mitch, it was International Women's Day earlier this week. And I'm all for it. I'm oh, all dear. for it. Oh, dear. Let's recognize women. Oh, absolutely. I think we should recognize the best women. Like Wait for it. Like Rachel Levine. You mean Richard? Like Leah Thomas. You mean William? Don't like even, Dylan Mulvaney. I don't even know his real. That is his name. Is he his, never changed. Oh his wow! Name. He, he's uh, yeah. he's got feminine products for you to use too. Uh, anyways, um, uh, yeah. So yeah. International Women's Day was just this week, and so the first lady of the United States, who, by the way, when asked about Nikki Haley's comment that we should probably have mental competency tests for politicians over seventy years old, she goes, "No, we're not going to do that." Well, she laughed not. it off. Of course not, Edith Wilson. Literally, literally, read a book about Woodrow Wilson's presidency. Just read a book and tell me it's not the same. Anyway, mm. by the way, by the way, one of Jill Biden's books, she credits Edith Wilson for being the model first lady. Wow. Um, so they were recognizing women at an international women's event, which is great. But... I don't spoil it yet. <laughs> Here's... 
First Lady Jill Biden, close personal friend of Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff, and Secretary of State Antony Blinken, or Anthony, I don't know, they were recognizing women for International Women's Day. And here's one of the women they recognized. In Argentina, Alba Ruada is a transgender woman who was kicked out of classrooms, barred for sitting for exams, refused job opportunities, subjected to violence, and rejected by her family. But in the face of these challenges, she worked to end violence and discrimination against the LGBTQI plus community in Argentina. That is a man. Once again, I think it's worth saying we do not endorse, encourage, I think violence is wrong. So some of the things that were said about this uh, gentleman were wrong. The, Correct. The, the bullying, the violence, and, the, and I'm sure someone will say me calling this God-made man yes. a man is violence. You are, you are denying their existence, and you want them to be oh, eradicated. I believe he You're exists. You're a genocidal maniac. As made in the image of God. In, as in, a man. As a man. In mm-hmm. the beginning, and we could go back to Genesis chapter 3, he created male and female, and he made them in his image. That gentleman sure. is made in the image of God, and so is Justin, and so am I, and so are you. You are made in the image of your creator, God's image, and the not Imago, to get, the Imago Imago Day, not to get preachy or anything. Is that Dana Carvey? <laughs> no, that's the church lady. Preachy. Uh, preachy. Uh, sorry. Wow. That was a little bit of Billy Graham there, too. No. Uh, sorry. Uh, not to get. Uh, Just you know, write us, Columbia, I, South Carolina. Yeah, I think it's important for everyone to hear very clearly. <laughs> I think I've said this five times now. Words are not, words are not violence. No. No, words are words. Violence is violence. Violence and is usually words physical. Matter because because a person says they're a woman, but they are a clearly, man. Clearly, a man. Clearly, a man. That does not mean that they're a woman. It means that they need help. And I'm not minimizing that. I'm not making fun of it. No, because up they to ten years ago, it's a clinical help. issue. Also, if you notice when he went to go kiss and. Then he blinking on the cheek. Did you see? Did you see blinking flinch a little bit? Like because when men go to kiss each other on the net on the cheek, it's kind of weird, and so he kind of like flinched a little bit because he knew it was. I'm a man. not even going there. No, dude. it's well. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, I, I know greet each other with a holy kiss. I get it, but still, still go back and watch that clip. Finally, oh, for oh one, dear. one, one more thing, one more thing. We haven't done a pro down of the day no. in a while. I don't have the bumper. Uh, but I saw this video. I'm just going to play it really quick, and then we'll have a few thoughts, and then we'll get out of here. This is somebody who, well, just take a look. Hi, my name is Tempest. I'm a member of a DID system, and several people have asked how to use the neo pronouns that I use, so here's a quick guide. So I use they, them pronouns, but primarily I use ze, zem, zemself. Now, this is a little bit different from the other Z pronoun, which is Z, zer, zer self. So the Z that I use is more related to he, him. 
I'm agender. I don't really have any kind of gender identity, but I have a masculine body in her world and I'm more masculine leaning in terms of like self-expression and compliments that I like, things like that. And like Cameron and Avery in our system, the not having a gender thing for me specifically is related to the fact that I shapeshift into a bird. So the other birds also use neo-pronouns because they don't connect to gender in a human way. Specifically, they don't connect to not having a gender in the same way that a human would connect to not having a gender. So it's not just the fact that we're non-binary, it's the fact that we're not entirely human. So Z, them are gender neutral and singular, and you can use them um, in a sentence just like you would use he, him, except it's with X's and a Z sound. And that's really it. It doesn't mean anything specific. It's not some complicated usage. It's just an alternative. I do very much prefer Z, them, but they, them is also fine, and I won't be offended if you only use they, them for me. But please do try to use these them. Uh, uh, <laughs> There's so much there. She can shape shift into a bird, guys. Which what? Is like, part of, like, like, what? Once again, we go to the image of God, and it's like, I'm not even entirely human. And it's okay. It's okay. I don't know if he's laughing no, or crying. It's just, um, I hadn't watched... The- Full disclosure, I hadn't watched the full thing until just it, now. You were getting it cold. Wow. I was getting it cold. Because the first thing, it, I mean, I'm not going to throw off on her name. Her name is Tempest. Okay. Tossed about like a Tempest. Um, to and fro. Ebb and in her In her gender inner world, what does that mean? I, I don't um, know. Not having a gender, so she's able to shapeshift to a bird. She's agent. A gender, which means she's ne- neither here nor there, he nor she. Zayzim, but not exactly like Zay. But it doesn't mean anything. Zer. It doesn't mean anything specific. What I love it is when people do these videos on TikTok. They always open it with. So some people have asked me how to use my pronouns. No one's asked you. No one's asked you how well, to the, use your pronouns. The, 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 maybe maybe one person and that like if that person identifies as multiple people, which then, is possible. Like if I identify as a million people, do I get to vote for a million people? So if I identify peer, as a yeah. million. That's a good question. That's a good way to win an election. Hmm. So, so Piers Morgan, final thing. Piers Morgan asked one of his panelists on, yeah, Piers Morgan asked one of his panelists oh, on International yeah. Women's Day. So if I want to identify as a black lesbian, is that okay? And the person said no. And he goes, well, that seems wildly intolerant of you because you just said that someone could identify no, as a pizza. I think it's just because it's Piers Morgan. <laughs> I think so. But. I think so. So we're living in a world now where things are topsy-turvy, and apparently you can shapeshift into a bird. Now, I'm telling you, you should shapeshift into a bird and fly down to Charleston <laughs> on Saturday, March 18th for the Vision, Vision 24-4. Mitch, give them that promo code. Vision 24. That is the promo code that's going to get you 10% off at the Vision 24 National Conservative Forum. Vision- V-I-S-I-O-N. Two, two four. four. All one alphanumeric word. No spaces. Doesn't, I don't <laughs> doesn't think. doesn't really mean anything. Uh, it, it, it it's can, like It being... can be in all caps, all under, uh, whatever, lowercase. Yeah. Uh, it really, you know, w- whichever case you want to use, just use Vision 24. 10% off discount Vision 24 Forum National Conservative Forum. And when we say national, we mean that every major news outlet in America and a few from outside of America are going to be there. Correct. Are you going to be there is the real question. So go to our website, 
PalmettaFamily.org. Excellent. Get your tickets on the Vision 24 tab. You can go to straight to Eventbrite, type in Vision 24 National Conservative Forum. It'll take you there. We you got to get your tickets. Use the promo code Vision24, little discount, 10% off, and that'll help you out to make sure you get down to North Charleston this coming Saturday, not tomorrow for those of you listening on March, March the 10th. Not March the 11th, March the 18th, next Saturday Thank you for, for the commitment. National Conservative Forum, the Vision 24 Forum, with eight special guests and maybe one or two more along the way that could join and, us. And we'll be there. And we'll be there. And there's no no Justin's better. Justin's going to be there. I think that's that's the that's least worth important. the price of a admission alone at Vision. That's the least. I've important got Vision thing. on the brain. Yeah, that's the least important person to be there. And so you can get your tickets. PalmettaFamily.org. Thank you so much for watching, listening to our show. We appreciate it as always. You can like, share, subscribe, the five star review. Give us the five star review. Continue to pump us up in the ratings. We have some special conversations coming for you post. Vision 24, we're excited about that. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media channels. We appreciate you making us a part of your day and your week and your consumption of news and events from a Christian worldview. Sorry, Moeller. Kind of stole your line. And Tony Bean, for that matter. (laughs) For Mitch Prosser, I'm Justin Hall. We will see you next week on the strongest, fastest-growing conservative talk show. Still trying to get used to the tagline. The Palmetto Family Show. See you guys. Have a great weekend.